You are listening to The Social Hotelier Show, a podcast that inspires hoteliers to create meaningful and memorable experiences for their customers in pursuit of their passion. We share our views and experiences relating to hospitality, technological trends, and also relating to humanity. Here is your host, Sam Eric Rutman. The idea is that this is going to be a questions and answers. So obviously we will do our best to give the answers to any of your questions. And uh, and the topic is really exciting, actually. It's, uh, it's about uh, micro-hospitality and uh, what it really means. So uh, uh, let's get started and I'll bring uh, uh, my guest here. And that's uh, Willem uh, van Bolderen. And he is the partner of uh, Studio Puisto Architects. Hello, Willem. Hi, Sam Eric. Nice uh, being on your show. Well, it's great. Uh, this is our second show together. So uh, we talked la- last time uh, more in general about the architecture and your views, and then also about uh, introducing Studio Puisto. But now I think uh, we are narrowing down to some very interesting topic, which relates to uh, micro-hospitality and uh, uh, what is the future of micro-hospitality and uh, how will space of mind get you there? Uh, let's talk a little bit about micro-hospitality and what it really means to, to both of us. Uh, maybe, you, Willem, you can start with what, what, what is the micro-hospitality? What has it inside and what is your uh, definition or what do you think it is? Yeah, that's actually, uh, I think we can break it down into a few things, but micro-hospitality is, of course, like the micro part lies in a few things. And I think and one is to boil it down to the ultimate experience so it's uh, by by being in a, in a smaller space you can really focus on the things that matter most and in uh, the case of space of mind that would be focusing on the nature or the, or the surroundings or the uh, the sounds of the birds etc but another part of micro hospitality is of course to uh, which is kind of part of the tiny house movement is to to uh, reduce the amount of square meters and uh, have as little impact on the surroundings or the environment as possible. And on top of that, I think yet one other other aspect of micro-hospitality is to reduce the key count. So the amount of rooms that you have. Typically, a hotel starts from 20, 30 rooms uh, upwards because then then it's a business where you can have staff, etc. And then, of course, we all know the Airbnb, where there's uh, one or two rooms uh, that somebody's renting in, out in the house. But then there's actually a vacuum in between those so uh, five to ten rooms uh, and how to have a small resort um, uh, there. So that's the micro in, in many ways. Yeah. I mean, the, we're actually living in like two extremes. Uh, one is that the, the development of adding additional facilities to the existing hotels in order to get the larger, uh, larger uh, audience or, or guests into the hotel. And then it's, of course, it's that extreme idea, like uh, just looking at places like uh, Las Vegas, which are known for meetings and, and conventions, which have thousands of rooms. Well, they are obviously serving a purpose for that particular uh, part of business. But then there are areas which are the leisure market, which uh, uh, are looking at the incentive, but also they are taking that uh, extreme step of just for the sake of adding uh, awareness about who they are, they are either putting... Uh, the largest suite in the world, they are getting some uh, fashion designers to design 
extreme couture uh, decorated suites with inside pools and balconies with pools and etc. So it's going from one extreme to another. But I mm. think uh, there's another side of it, which is now pairing it to the simplest uh, form with practical mobile concepts. And, and that's what we're going to focus on today, uh, which is shaping the future of hospitality. And one of the things that when we, when I was kind of reading up a little bit about micro hospitality, it clearly, I, I immediately saw a picture in, in front of me that you are in, in Tokyo on a, on a tube, uh, a, a train station. And it's uh, one o'clock in the morning and you've had a late dinner with your, with your uh, coworkers. And it might be take a long time for you to get home to your house. So you end up sleeping in some sort of a, uh, micro hospitality environment, and those were these uh, capsules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean that that's how I, that was my picture of it, of course. But world has changed since that, and so I was thinking, uh, have you ever stayed in one of those capsules, by the way? Yeah, I've stayed in the, in a festival in one of those, and and of course, that's like micro hospitality also serves uh, several purposes. So one is, of course, that uh, efficient land use or efficient square meter usage, and that's what it does. Like for example, in the train station in Japan, but. I think um, uh, the other thing is that you can build these on locations where otherwise construction wouldn't be possible. So you cannot build a 200-room uh, um, um, resort in a um, national park or on a glacier or at the beach, whereas like the micro-hospitality, like for example, like Space of Mind, they're light enough and transportable enough that it opens a whole new era for, uh, for uh, tourism. And of course, um, these are also sensitive areas. Tourism might actually damage the environment. So this is like, if you do it as light and as tiny enough and with uh, low key count, that's also then uh, respecting the surrounding and the nature. So um, it, it's a different take on micro-hospitality from the, from the capsule hotel, but it definitely has some of the aspects in it as well that um, it's trying to be very efficient with, uh, with uh, square meter usage. Yeah, but also, I mean, what, what uh, I can see that from the, uh, the space of mind where we're going a little bit more in detail, I can see there's a, a, a design aspect of it, which looks very attractive. And I think yeah. one of the things when I uh, started to, uh, when I started to post that we're going to go live about uh, this, I immediately started get feedback of, uh, oh, that's an interesting looking design. And a lot of questions came in. And I understand you have also got quite a bit of questions uh, on on Instagram and, and uh, yeah. other places, maybe to your website also. But uh, uh, so it's quite interesting what, how it changes because it looks very eye appealing to what you see uh, and particularly how uh, your first uh, space of mind cabin is in a, where is it located? It's in the archipelago, like one and a half hours from, uh, from Helsinki. That's, that's where we built the first prototype. And uh, already there, it's quite challenging because it's on a rock. Uh, basically, there's no road towards it. So we used the so-called forest crane uh, to move it there. And um, it was fully assembled. Furniture was in it. Um, um, so it came straight from the factory. Uh, it has four poles that were placed on the bedrock. And then the unit is placed on top. So it was uh, not only a proof of concept, of course, that uh, does the architecture work, does it spatially work, but also uh, how do we deal with transportation? How is mobility? Can we place it on these locations that otherwise would be without reach for tourism? So, um, yeah, that was the prototype that you referred. Well, once you, once you arrived on the site, how long did it take until it was 
com com completely assembled? Well, basically you could place it there in half an hour. It depends a little bit, of course, reachability. Uh, we are now working on a project where we will uh, use a helicopter to fly them to the final spots. Uh, this sounds a little bit crazy, but uh, that's much better than building a road to the location to drop them off. So basically a truck drives them quite close by, then the helicopter picks them up and uh, brings them to the final spot. And um, because it's just touching the ground on four points and it's very easy to connect, like uh, you can you can be done in half an hour per cabin in a way uh, to connect it. Of course, yeah. depends a little bit on if it's on grid or off grid. But yeah, sure, sure. Now the I also understand that from the from the situation in Finland, it is quite helpful because you have a very fixed size at the moment for that prototype that you don't need to have uh, uh, special permits to build anything. You can actually it's small enough that you don't need. You don't need to have a special permit. Could you a little bit uh, share that uh, idea? Yeah, exactly. So we wanted to make, uh, because space of mind, it's of course, for some hotels, you travel there, let's say to the Caesars in Las Vegas, you go there for, 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 for gambling and for the building. And for space of mind, uh, it's really the co combination of architecture with nature or with the environment that make uh, its unique selling point. So to be able to place it in nature, you uh, have to reduce size. You also have to deal with the municipality, etc. get a building permit. And we thought that, okay, how small can we make it? So in most municipalities or in most areas, you wouldn't actually need a building permit. Um, that's why we went with 9.9 .9 square meters, so just under 10. Um, that doesn't, of course, mean that if you're going to run it as a business, that it doesn't need uh, a tourism permit. But basically, the, for the building, you can kind of, uh, it opens up more possibilities as to where to place them. And uh, above all, I think we designed it from the inside out. So do you really need more than 10 square meters if the real luxury lies outside the window rather than inside the room? Like uh, a lot of places, they have to rely on the amenities in the hotel. But if here, the main amenity is like, being in nature, being connected to, to your environment, then actually uh, it would only make sense to reduce it to the minimum and, and see how small of a footprint can you really build. And uh, that's why we settled on, on, on 10 square meters. Um, yeah, and, and you could maybe make it a bit smaller uh, or a bit bigger, but we kind of really designed it that, okay, we need a good place to be able to sleep with a proper bed. So you can have a good night rest, either as a couple, uh, as a double bed, or then uh, as to a single bed. So basically, we designed it around the sleeping experience and how much space do you need around there to, to have a proper sleeping experience. Yeah. I also, I mean, I like the idea that uh, those locations that we are looking at, that you're looking at the space of mine cabin is really the, the experiences outside the cabin. And that's what you're really coming for. And, uh, and also takes a little bit of that um, history of, uh, in the Nordic that you have uh, the, the small cottages, yeah. how, how they were built at, uh, a long time ago, or just uh, how to do camping. You, you, you have a very limited space and you don't, you don't, you come for the experience what's outside your, uh, your, your sleeping area. So, I mean, that's really, uh, it, it doesn't sound, it's not very unfamiliar for people, but it now how you are taking it now to uh, with a design and to a different level makes it now bringing it to the 21st century. Yeah, and it's like it's it's a combination between a hotel room and a, and a tent in a way, and and we all like camping or at least the idea of camping, and um, uh, we do it a few times every summer as well to go with a tent into the wilderness. But what I don't like so much from camping is to sleep on the inflatable mattress uh, because it sleeps pretty crappy. 
go around on your knees all the time. And uh, now we took the best of both worlds. So yeah. you get the experience of being uh, in nature, but with the comfort of, of, of a real room. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Any, uh, for those who are, for you who are viewing, uh, Michael or Rainier, who are, who were here earlier, uh, just any questions you have or any comments you have about, uh, this is your show. We are here for you to answer any questions we can. So any, any, any question is a good question. Just go ahead and shoot. Let, let us know what you think. Do you think, uh, this kind of idea is good? Just put, uh, thumbs up or, or you have a question mark, what do you, what do you don't like about it? Just put it, anything is, is important so we can get the conversation going. But, uh, you have received some questions, right? Uh, yeah. maybe we can uh, start up here. Uh, what kind of questions has been coming up, uh, from, uh, Instagram or any of the other, uh, other sites that we, that uh, where space of mind of cabins are, are uh, featured. Yeah. So a repeated question was uh, about the operations. So how, how do we see operations? And, and I think that's a valid question because the reason why hotels have 20, 25 rooms is because the operations, of course, um, uh, you need staff for cleaning, for, for, for attending to the guests. And, and um, the further remote you go, the harder it is, of course, to have staff there. And uh, that's also... Um, uh, that's a very valid point, and uh, that's why we are developing an app that would basically help you with keyless access, so you don't actually have to be on the site to let somebody in or uh, enter the space of mind. And we would also have an app for check-in and check-out, so basically that would also reduce the amount of staff that is on the site. And then we are experimenting with different ways of cleaning to um, uh, involve the guests in that as well, so that basically only staff would need to come there every third day or fifth day, depending on the location and the remoteness of the location. Um, yeah, but that's something that we're piloting, piloting and it depends uh, on, on, on if it's on-grid and, and, and off-grid, because we want to make sure that it works under any condition. Like at the moment, for example, we're, we're in Helsinki, Finland, uh, it's minus 15 degrees outside. And uh, if you're hiking to a cabin now, you want the door to open with your phone and not that it doesn't open and, and <laughs> that you need to get an X to, to get in. So we're piloting it at the moment in, in, in very tough conditions to make sure that uh, that everything is up and running when the, when the main season starts. Now, Michael says here uh, that uh, it is a wonderful idea, especially during this rough time. Everybody need and want to reconnect with the nature. Yeah, yeah. so true. Yeah, I think that, that's well said. And, and Michael, uh, uh, that, that's also why we, we started designing it. So just as a background, Studio Post Architects is like uh, we are an architecture office specialized in hospitality architecture. And we developed this internally because we felt um, in, in March, February, March, uh, April, when, when, of course, the pandemic ha happened or when it was on, the, on its height, that um, you need a break from, from your daily routines. And that doesn't necessarily mean traveling to Thailand for two weeks. That can also be a one or two day trip uh, in a completely different setting than what you're at in, 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 in daily life. And I think even when the pandemic is over, that's here to stay in a way like this, uh, in a way micro trips that are, are, are close to by, uh, that have an experience and a purpose. And it's not so much that it's competing with other types of holidays, but it's as an addition um, to break the routine and to, to really get a change of environment. Yeah. Uh, what are the other questions has been raised from, uh, from, from the, the, yeah. the survey? 
So somebody is asking about availability and shipping. Um, so the Space of Mind is, is manufactured in, in Finland. It's made out of uh, LVL or CLTs, so cross-laminated timber, massive timber. And they're completely uh, assembled and then shipped worldwide. And um, depending on the location, of course, it can either come by truck or it has to go by ship. Um, but we also, uh, of course, there's been, for example, some uh, like quite some interest from New Zealand and Australia. And there it would make sense to flat pack them and then assemble them locally. Uh, so that's under development as well. So we're looking... Uh, for more efficient ways of shipping and more efficient ways of availability for 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 destinations that are a bit further away from from Finland, but currently um, Europe, Scandinavia, etc., and uh, it's very easy to transport them by truck. We can fit about three uh, on a truck and and drive them to your location. Yeah, Renier says, "Great idea. People like to experience the nature more and more." Uh, without comp compromising on uh, luxury. You mentioned on and off-grid solutions, solutions. So could you please explain the off-grid grid in more detail? Yeah, actually, now I'll get into the Instagram as well because uh, our, like somebody else is asking what energy solutions are integrated uh, in off-grid and somebody else is asking where was that, like uh, how to heat it in the off-grid solution. So basically, um, uh, on-grid and off-grid is like, is it connected to the to the electric net, basically? So where do you get uh, electricity from? And uh, if it's connected to the grid, we have uh, heating, so it can be heated uh, all year round. And also charging the phone, light, etc., is all done through electricity. And electricity is also fairly easy to get to most sites without having to dig in enormous trenches for plumbing, et cetera. And then for the off-grid solution, we use solar panels. And the solar panels are there to, to charge your mobile phone, uh, provide light in the evening, et cetera. So we can still uh, uh, be connected to the world and, and, and move around in the evening. But we would use uh, gas uh, for, for, for the heating of, of, of space of mind. And then, of course, there's also um, uh, cooking, etc. Um, so there's the possibility for a mini kitchen that either opens out up to the outside or the inside. But so far, actually, most of the space of mines that we've placed are without a kitchen. And uh, there's, for example, the possibility for a barbecue or, in a way, other ways to to cook rather than to use the the, the cabin amenities for that. There's also a few that uh, did have the gas heating, but no solar panels. Um, because, of course, if this is really like a wilderness camp, it might actually be nice to to not have electricity there or to not be able to charge your phone. So on and off grid can mean many things uh, on different locations. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> with, the, with the changes of the way people are traveling now, uh, particularly uh, in, in Finland and also the countries that are are in a lockdown where people are traveling inside their own country. Uh, there is so much opportunity now uh, for people who like uh, uh, boating or sailing, uh, where mm. you can. We have a beautiful archipelago. Can you imagine that you are you are, you can you, you don't buy your own you, you don't have your own boat, or maybe you 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 rent you lease or rent the boat for your holiday, and then you make a tour around the archipelago and 
every night you are in a different on a different island, and there you have a cabin to stay in. I, I heard yeah. there's some ideas going on about that. Has, is it happening? Yeah, so we're trying to do uh, like uh, like we're trying to close the loop. So we already have cabins kind of coming up uh, to make a route, and there's a few gaps still where we are looking for places where we can place them, uh, so we can have a continuous trail of of cabins in a way that you can uh, travel past. Same goes, of course, for biking. That this would be great along a bike route um, or a hiking trip, for example, where there's a base camp. Uh, like that's that's one other one in Switzerland where we're working on. So that would be kind of a base camp and then there's satellite space of mines that you can go visit in a day trip. So one day hike to go to the cabin and then one day hike to to get back to the base camp um, where um, you could have a, a village or a cluster of these and then uh, single units that are further away from from the base camp. Yeah, I mean, there are really uh, endless possibilities to use this concept, whether you're developing a a, a village uh, out of that, or you're having a clusters of cabins, yeah. or simply that uh, uh, if you have a big, big backyard from your house and you want to have a cabin for for work or for exercise or for any other thing. So there are so many things you can do that because yeah. of the space you need is not so much. And we 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 made. Um we have a mirrored version. So basically you can place them back to back or side to side. So you actually get a pitched roof, like almost like a Norwegian fishing village in a way, if you put five, six, seven of them in a row. So you can make them into a row, row space of mind almost, where the roof goes back and forth uh, or have them as uh, separate units a bit further apart. Somebody like to add to the, to the off-grid uh, question. So somebody else is asking uh, Chromo, L. Uh, this is from Instagram, so these are all like uh, usernames, I guess. But uh, how low of a how low of a temperature are the cabins livable and uh, with and without the optional gas heating? So basically, the cabin itself is made from solid uh, or massive wood uh, in the walls, in the in the roof, and in the floor we've added additional insulation. Uh, but the space is of course compact, so. Um, um, if you don't have any heat source, it will be as warm inside as it is outside. Of course, the body temperature from two people increases the, uh, the, the temperature. So throughout the summer season and spring, uh, late spring and early early autumn, uh, you could do without additional heating. Um, but of course, when it gets a bit colder, you do need um, another heating source that could either be uh, electric radiators or, or gas heating, which is in a way the similar system that's, that you would have in a caravan or campervan, um, that would require gas bottles to be taken there. And then um, basically, which temperatures are possible? That was the question. So uh, temperatures that are comfortable. And, and there's also somebody else who's asking like any solutions for additional insulation. Um, we're, we're working on a on an Arctic version that would work in Lapland. But for most climates, uh, uh, moderate climates, you wouldn't need any additional heating just because the space is limited. Imagine two people sleeping in a tent together. Actually, a tent doesn't have any insulation, but still it's, uh, it's, it's heating up. So heat loss through insulation is not the biggest problem. Uh, the main problem, let's say, uh, of heat loss is like, opening and closing a door uh, that, that that actually has much more effect on the 
on the indoor temperature than, than the insulation. And we're using CLT, which is massive wood, and, and, and wood has a U value. So think of the traditional log cabin um, that doesn't have any additional heating either. And uh, it uses the, the thermal um, qualities of wood as an insulator. Um, if you place this above the Arctic Circle, yes, I would say we need additional insulation. That's something that we're working on. But in most other places, um, it would be better to keep it low tech also because uh, it's much better for the wood if it's vapor open and uh, in a way the, the, the wood is able to breathe. Well, since one of the topics uh, people are, are paying attention to these days is uh, uh, anything that is uh, sustainability and that's a very, very important factor. Uh, can you just uh, share your thoughts about uh, uh, how, how sustainable is this approach to, to hospitality? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so uh, th that's a good question. And there's operations and then there's uh, construction, of course. And in construction, like uh, we, we, we try to use as much timber in this project as possible. Timber can be recycled. Um, and the cabin is, of course, because it's placed in four, uh, four posts. So let's say if it reaches end of life or uh, the business ceases to exist or it, it can be like you can go and pick up the cabin and it can be used elsewhere. So basically, uh, the best way of recycling is to not chip it down into wood, but to really use the cabin elsewhere. So that would be the first way. Then the second way to recycle it is, of course, to use the wood as um uh, um, uh, as a raw material for for a next project. Uh, from operations point of view, um, um, uh, of course, we, we go to sensitive nature areas. It would be good to, to not have too many people, too many feet on the ground. So to always see how much can this place sustain, how many tourists can it sustain, and to choose accordingly so that the spirit of the place stays there, that people don't tremble on all the plants, etc., that is there. But if and 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 uh, this attracts, of course, to a certain type of tourists that uh, are typically also responsible to the environment. But that's something that uh, uh, would be really good to explain to the customers as well. That uh, also during the operations and during the use, that the environment is respected. Yeah. Um, somebody else is also asking. Nicole uh, Aragons is asking. Uh, do do your cabins have bathrooms? And um, basically, the base unit, the space of mine, the nine point nine square meter, doesn't have a bathroom. It's 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 a space that yes, it has heating and it has a bed, but it doesn't have a bathroom. We offer on top a dry toilet solution that can be placed uh, close by the cabin. So uh, uh, basically, a compost toilet that doesn't have any odors. Another option is that we have a burning toilet in the way so that burns the waste. Um, but what is possible is uh, we have a, a sauna bathroom version under development, which would be a separate unit, so a wellness unit in a way. So I could imagine that you have uh, a camp where there's three sleeping units and a sauna wellness unit or spa unit that uh, can be used for, for washing, but also have the sauna experience, the, the Nordic experience in a way, in, in close relationship to nature. And depending on, on if it's on or off grid, it could either be uh, heated by uh, a wood burning stove or then by an electric stove uh, to heat the sauna. And it's not so much that, like, uh, let's say if you would really want a bathroom unit, then uh, the easiest way to do it, depending on the location, is to 
uh, have a sleeping unit and then a second unit that is placed against it that is an empty shell that can then locally be fitted out with uh, with a shower unit or or, uh, or or a toilet. But this really depends on is there plumbing on the site, is the water on the site, are the pipes heated so it doesn't freeze in winter. So uh, those kind of need custom solutions then depending on the locations and the uh, available infrastructure if a bathroom unit is possible or not. Yeah, yeah. Rainier just said, uh, um, maybe, uh, Rainier, can you just confirm, is this, did uh, Willem answer your question? Rainier said that, uh, what about the solutions for water input and output in the off-grid case? Uh, I think you touched on that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I can elaborate on that a bit further because there's so many cases uh, how this could be done. Like if there's if you're at the lake, you might just need to add a filter to 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 filter lake water to use for washing, probably not for drinking. If there's a well, you can use uh, well water. Uh, in most cases, it's probably easiest to to uh, bring water in cisterns to the to the site. And basically, the kitchen unit that we provide is uh, without water, but water can be installed depending on the availability. But that's that's something that has to be um, uh, taken care of locally, uh, because in every country there are different regulations as to um, how it can be used. For example, in Finland, uh, for summer houses. Um, as long as you carry water in with a bucket, in a way, you don't need a, a wastewater system. The moment it's running water, you also need a wastewater system that needs two septic tanks uh, underground. So let's say you build on bedrock, uh, that wouldn't be possible because you don't get those septic tanks underground. Um, and then it might be easier to um, bring water in cisterns because that's then manually taken in and man manually disposed of. So. Uh, on purpose, we've separated the, the water question from the from the space of mine base cabin because it needs uh, a custom solution in, in in depending on the location and depending on the infrastructure. So, um, but Renia, you can send your case and then we can look at like how it can be solved. But basically, um, if there's plumbing, if there's um, running water on the site, uh, you could use an em empty shell an empty space of mind in a way to fit the bathroom in it. Um, if you wanted off-grid, then uh, either a well or uh, bringing in water would be the other solution. Good. We have a few more, a few more viewers uh, who, who has joined us. So uh, just write down your name and where you are uh, viewing from. And uh, please join the discussion. Any questions, any comments are welcome. Uh, we, are, we are talking about micro hospitality and particularly about the space of mind cabin uh, concept yeah. that is now being rolled out. Somebody else here is asking why is there no kitchen in the cabin? Um, so in the uh, there is a kitchen or there's the possibility for the kitchen in the cabin, and we have two kitchen possibilities. So one would be uh, which is a mini kitchen that either opens inwards or opens outwards. And this, again, really depends on the on the location, if you want the outdoor kitchen or an indoor kitchen. Um, there's one other question like, do you think of selling some kind of downloadable building instructions or floor plans? And um, somebody else is also asking, is it possible to get blueprints for this cabin? And um, the simple answer is no, and that's not so much that uh, like that I don't support open uh, source, but basically the cabin is, uh, uh, although it looks simple, uh, because the roof runs diagonally over it, so it's a three-dimensional structure, 
And it's actually not built by hand tools, but we use a five-axis CNC to cut every panel uh, to size. So it's not just panels with a frame, but actually the frame sets into the panel. So uh, you would need a factory to be able to build these according to the blueprints. It's it's not something that is possible to be to to build at home. Um, and actually, the whole um, it's Space of Mind is built by. Um, a company that specializes in furniture. So we actually use furniture techniques to put this together. Uh, so there's a lot of, of notching and, and dowels, etc. that is not used in typical construction, but that is used in, in space of mind. Do you provide interior for these uh, cabins also? Is there someone who's actually designing the... Yeah, so uh, actually that's a really good point. We have three uh, options. So there's the, the sleep space, which is basically a hotel room that comes with bed mattress. And, and we will also have a, uh, additionally like bed linen available. And for example, the mattress is developed with Matri. And Matri is a, uh, a bed manufacturer here in Finland, a high-end bed manufacturer that uh, makes completely sustainable mattresses, etc. So um, it comes with the full furniture. The other one is, is a workspace or an atelier space that comes with a desk, desk chair, uh, shelves, etc., and then we have a gym space, and then we have um, uh, a sauna under construction or under testing. So that that's the next thing that is coming up. And actually, I just remember that somebody else, uh, Natural Lodge, is asking any future designs. So the first things that are coming up are um, the dry toilet and the sauna. Uh, both of them are being piloted at the moment. Um, and then an Arctic version, which would have additional insulation. And uh, then in the long run, um, um, we might look at different sized uh, units as well. But that's something that uh, that that is like uh, medium to long term. Um, I got a question from US asking uh, how are, I'm in US and how could I uh, get one of those cabins? How does it uh, work from is it any production there or are you, are you how do you ship them and how would one assemble them if it's go for that yeah that so if you want it right now then uh we can ship it there uh then it comes by 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 boat basically and uh either door to door or or row row shipping so-called where we would bring it to the nearest port and then uh, you can uh, it can be collected there so there's door to door uh option or then um, um, to the port. Uh, on the medium term, we're developing a flat pack that would be a, uh, that would still require a local construction company to, to put it together, but basically uh, we could ship more efficiently uh, that way. Um, I understood that this question comes from the US. So we're under uh, like, the, the, well, this is now very public, but... Uh, <laughs> Um, it's between us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, th there will be local production at some point. Yeah. But that's something that that um, um, it takes actually surprisingly a lot of work. Also because uh, it's at the moment geared towards uh, Finnish dimension CLT. And uh, once we um, uh, change the raw material, it actually needs uh, redesign of the of the cabin uh, for the US market. But that's something that uh, that uh, that will come up in the near future. But for now, uh, we can ship it either completely assembled. In a few months, we can send it flat pack. And let's say in, in, uh, 
the next season we can have it uh, uh, locally produced. Very good. Um, <clears throat> um, let's see if there's one more from Instagram. Yeah, so somebody else is asking what kind of um, um, insulation, like why is there no insulation and also what type of insulation are we thinking of using? So that's a, that's a good question. And of course, uh, the whole philosophy of Space of Mind is that it's low tech uh, and durable. So that's why we use uh, uh, massive timber. And that's also the approach that we have towards uh, insulation. So we would use the wood fiber-based insulation that is completely uh, damp open. So uh, humidity can enter, but also uh, be released. So no uh, vapor barrier on the inside to, to trap moisture inside the structure. Very good. Um, well, uh, for the viewers, uh, if you enjoy what you're hearing, you enjoy the show, and just give us a little bit of a thumbs up and uh, that gives us a little bit of a social currency that we, we know that you appreciate and enjoy what you're hearing. We already got some very nice comments uh, from our viewers here. It's really appreciated and really very, very nice of you to take the time to be with us and also for uh, your, your uh, questions and comments are most appreciated. Yeah, and, and I would like to add to that that, uh, of course, if you have any questions that weren't answered now or that's very specific, uh, reach out uh, to us in uh, either by email sales at spaceofmind.fi or uh, drop your comment in, for example, one of our social media channels um, uh, and we'll we'll get back to you. And of course, um, the, we are now building a sleep space, sauna space, uh, workspace, gym space, but I could imagine that people have very good other ideas of where the shell could be used for. So um, if, if you have a unique idea or you think that, okay, uh, Space of Mind could be the perfect basis to, to build a yoga studio or to do something else, please reach out and, and, and we can look into that as well. So the interior is modular. Uh, of course, it needs design, but uh, we can do it so that it can be attached to the, to the internal structure of Space of Mind and it can be your unique space. Good. I will include in uh, for for the YouTube viewers. I will include in the description of, of this <clears throat> uh, uh, broadcast uh, uh, the contact where, where, where the website where you can go and, and also then you can reach. Is it that they can go into the website and then go to the email, or is it the directly an email address that you want to to contact? Yeah, email is best. Uh, uh, then it's uh, because then we can uh, put it on the table of the right person. Okay, I will make, I'll get, after the broadcast, I will, I will post it there. And also, if you are watching from LinkedIn, uh, I'll put into the comments. And also for yeah. the Facebook uh, viewers, uh, well, I'll put in the comment uh, the email address where you can address any, or any questions that you have. Uh, that you have. Well, uh, then, of course, the question is, that, uh, what kind of investment does this require uh, uh, for someone uh, excluding shipping? Yeah, of course, there's always the money question as well. And uh, um, uh, shipping depends uh, very much on location and accessibility of the site. Um, but for, for as a hospitality solution, it can either be purchased or leased. Um, so then it's a monthly payment basically to, to, to get space of mind. The lease, unfortunately, is only available within Europe at the moment. 
but we're working with partners to bring this uh, uh, to make this available to some of the uh, the other big markets as well. And uh, that will be a slow rollout to to other markets. But for now, at least, it's possible in the in in Europe. Uh, purchase basically uh, uh, um, the base model with the sleep in interior is uh, between twenty six and twenty seven thousand euros, uh, and then it comes fully assembled. Very good. Okay, um, I don't see any other questions coming now from the live viewers. Um, before we close the show, is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, I think like the, the like uh, what, what I would like to add is like because it's we, we call it space of mind and it, and it's really like that's the, the, the mind part uh, is a very important part of it and, and that's the the luxury of this space and try to imagine yourself like what brings me uh, peace of mind and how could uh, space of mind help me get that peace of mind or how could my how could space of mind help my my customers or my guests to get that peace of mind? So uh, that's kind of the revolution that we're trying to bring and, and um, in a way uh, change the hospitality industry a little bit for the better. And um, there, there must be unique places uh, close to where the listeners are that are that you know, but that are worth discovering to others as well. So maybe this is the first step to to make those places accessible. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, uh, this <clears throat> this whole period of since a year ago has been very challenging for for so many, for everyone in in so many ways, and and uh, you feel like you are boxed in when you are you are you are in your apartment. But I think it's a different experience when you are uh, you're going to the nature, and then you have the yeah. world. If you have a world to experience, uh, and then you have this uh, a very. Uh, Simple, but uh, no frills, and you just—it's uh, the essentials are there for you to start to experience the, the world around you. And I think it's a very enriching experience. And I, I think that uh, I think the timing for this uh, seems to be just right for pe in people's mindset also that this is something that one 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 is belonging for uh, from the boxed-in situation to go to the nature and uh, and have have a sort of a Get in touch with the nature and get in touch with yourself in the same time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's the important part, not like because where does it lead to? It opens up new ideas, new fresh thinking. You can empty your mind, empty your head, and uh, I think that's really exciting. How how from something that is maybe a negative starting point, how can we turn it into a positive, enriching experience? Thanks for joining us this week on the Social Hotelier Show. Make sure to visit our website, b8bhospitality.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes or Spotify, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, we appreciate rating on iTunes, or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us too. Be sure to tune in for our next episode.